Welcome to Rising of the Divine. We are so glad that you're here with us as we share our sacred space of real raw truth of what it means to be a masculine and feminine rising. My name is Jeanette and sitting next to me is my husband, John, of over 20 years. This is our place to share with you what it means to be connected with the divine and the sheer grit, but also the glory you receive if you can stay the course. Join us and our guests as we share the unfiltered life both shamelessly and without guilt. Let's get started on today's episode. Okay, welcome back to another episode of Rising of the Divine. So glad that you guys are with us today. Um, as you noticed, probably if you've been one of our followers for our podcast for quite some time now, um, it's always been Jeanette and I, but now we're actually starting to open up to, to some new guests. So mm -hmm. our last episode, Jeanette actually had a guest on with her. And uh, for today, I actually have a guest with me. Super excited about that. Um, guest that I'm going to introduce here in just a minute. We're going to go into a really deep conversation today. So we're just going to kind of see how it goes. But I would like to introduce Pierre Brodeur. And he's actually my guest today. Well, thank you for having me. I Absolutely. appreciate it. So I'm glad, so glad you could join me today. Yeah. So we're actually recording on uh, the Saturday before Christmas, all, both of us getting ready for the holidays. So right. we just wanted to spend some time with you today. But what I'd like to do before we kind of jump into it is just kind of give a brief bio. I took some notes today all to right. introduce you. Um, and uh, for those of you that don't know, Pierre is actually a therapist. He actually is my therapist. And we just kind of hit it off. So I thought, hey, I'd love to have you on the podcast and have a good topic discussion today. So perfect. Yeah. So what I'd like to do, um, I'm just going to read through this. And if I miss anything, you just let me know. So. You bet. All right, go ahead. Uh, so Pierre is actually a best-selling author and is the founder of the Psycho-Hypnology Center in Claremont, California. He has more than 20 years of experience as a therapist, coach, and counselor. He holds a degree in psychology and is a certified clinical hypnotherapist. Uh, prior to working as a therapist, he had a successful career as an executive producer in the entertainment industry. His work focuses on helping adult men and women to find purpose, fulfillment in their lives through the practice of transpersonal psychology, also referred to as spiritual psychology. He utilizes hypnosis, traditional talk therapy, and somatic practices to explore his clients' childhood traumas and helps to foster a deep understanding and compassion for their humanness while at the same time helping them to better connect to the source of their power. So... Well, that sounds really good. <laughs> I, I want to meet that guy. Yeah. No, yeah. Oops. No yeah. problem. Well, it was, it was actually awesome for you to send that to me because I knew a little bit about your background already, of course, working with you. Yeah. Um, but to actually see what was written down, it's just um, just amazing, you know, kind of what you did there. And so before we even kind of jump into it, I know you mentioned you had a very successful career in the entertainment industry. I'd love for you to share a little bit about what that career was like for you. But even deeper for me, my biggest question is how you transformed from that career into this this space really of healing, the spiritual world working in the space that you're in now. So I'd love to hear a little bit about that background. All right. All right. Well, you know, it, like most people, I didn't, I didn't choose the career. The career chose me. Uh, and um, uh, trying to figure out what I was going to do. And the, it wasn't a direct, it wasn't a direct shot. It just kind of was a winding road to get where I got. Um, but um, yeah, it was, I spent most of most of my career working in the entertainment or around the entertainment industry, and um, uh, eventually worked my way into an executive producer position. And I wasn't the type of work I was doing wasn't really around uh, the production of of movies or things like that. It was around the production of things that surrounded movies. Okay. So I would produce things that would be you know, part of the Academy Awards or. Um, you know, things like that, you know, they were big events around the entertainment industry, which also led into other things, um, that, you know, promote big promotional stuff like at South by Southwest, um, was a great, was a great project. We built, rebuilt the town of Sweetwater and produced this, this immersive environment where the guests had the opportunity to pick a white hat or a black cowboy hat. They were shuttled in. They had to move through the actual train that was used in the, um, in the series. And uh, they were transformed in or uh, transported into this, into this space to Sweetwater. Wow. Uh, and it was, and we had, I kind of want to say maybe 50, 60 actors, 500 pages worth of script. I mean, it was, it, most of it was fronts, um, but several of the, the, um, the the buildings were actual three-dimensional buildings where you could go in and you would interact with the actors and so um things like that wow. you know so it, it really was about taking the person and putting them into the space and so all reality would just fade away and what you got was the real experience of being there wow. so we did that type of work 
Awesome. Um, so, yeah. And um, how I made my transition, I think, was kind of the second yeah, part of sure. your question. Um, the alongside of it, oops, there's the, 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 my no mic is in my way. Um, I use my hands a lot when I talk. So my, I talk with my hands all the time. No well, you're, you're part Italian, right? Well, yeah, I actually recently just found that out. I didn't, never knew that. Oh, really? That's a whole different story. But yeah, I did my ancestry. And for the longest time, I told everybody I was Spanish. You know, I had a little bit of Mexican in me, but I did the ancestry panel. I was almost a, you know, equal parts Italian, Spanish, and Mexican. So oh, I just recently found out a year ago. So, dude, that's so funny because I get a major Italian vibe from you. So, and everybody always has. So, I was, I was actually pretty cool to actually find that out because everybody's like, "Oh, you must be Italian." I said, "I don't think so." And like twenty-two percent of my makeup is. Yeah, yeah. Well, that is the Latin background <laughs> that makes you use your hands a lot. Probably, yeah. 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 It's a French, same thing. Uh, anyway, um, uh, yeah. So I had been doing that, but it's funny how the universe works, man. Uh, the, there, along the same track, there was, there was my men's work. That's where that, that's where uh, my career ended up going and how I made the transition was that I was doing all this men's work. And it really came to me because my, my wife and I were in a really difficult place in our marriage. I had already had a failed marriage and was really desperate to make sure that this one wouldn't fail. And a buddy of mine came to me and said, dude, what are you doing? Everything you're doing is going to guarantee that this marriage is going to fail and your children are going to have a split home. Wow. Um, and it really hit me, you know, and I thought, yeah, but I'm not the kind of guy to go into the forest and bang on drums. It's just <laughs> not my thing. Two days later, I called him up and said, I'm doing this weekend, this men's weekend retreat. Uh, and it was transformational. So that kind of set me up to, to doing the work I'm doing now. And, you know, John, what's really interesting is the way I grew up as a kid, it was really about the show, you know, and we, we can get into trauma later, but it was really trauma informed. I mean, that's how I led my life okay. uh, coming from that place. And um, um, yeah, it, it, everything was a show. Everything was a show, which is interesting because that's the line of work I was in. <laughs> um, and I was very, very frightened to show the sensitivity, the, the, the deep love and appreciation I had for life and for people. I mean, it was, it, it, there were days where for no reason at all, I could be moved to tears, just overwhelmed by how beautiful things were. Hmm. Um, but I was shamed into thinking that this was weak for a man. And this is not what a man does. So I stuffed that stuff inside, put on the show, and the show went on. Um, but I think it started kind of cracking. That's where it started falling apart, you know. Something inside of me was calling for more. And this man's weekend uh, uh, opportunity, this retreat, opened me up to that. And what I started what I started to discover was within that space, men actually wanted to hear what I had to say. Uh, and it gave them permission to access that part of themselves. And what I always thought was my biggest shame actually was my superpower. Wow. Um, and um, so that opened up a whole new world. So while I'm still doing production work and putting on the show, I'm exploring what it really meant to be a man and that passion and that drive. And, you know, there's just something about men that, you know, there's a power that we have that's not this forceful machismo thing. It's... It's this deep passion and love that men have. And um, um, so I became a coach. I, I got myself certified uh, to do coaching. And so it went from this men's group to adding this new dimension of coaching. Um, and again, I'm still working in the entertainment industry. So those two trains were going side by side. Um, I had had I had had a fair amount of schooling, but I hadn't got my degree in psychology at that point. Okay. And... Um, uh, there came a point uh, right right around the time that the um, the pandemic hit, and I thought this is it. But the industry, my industry, completely shut down. There was no work, and so I went back to school and I finished up my degree and um, started my own practice. And so my practice is relatively new. I've actually been in private practice as a therapist for just a handful of years, um, but um, everything that went before that is really kind of what informed it you know so this was kind of like the icing on the cake it gave me gave me access to information that i hadn't had before um 
uh, and, oh, and in between that too, I became certified hypno, uh, clinical hypnotherapist because I realized that there was the, accessing the subconscious mind and the programming that we have as human beings is really kind of what's preventing us from living this expanded, fuller life. So that's how I started making the transition. But there came a point where I made, I consciously made the decision, I'm done with this, I'm doing this. Uh, and thank God my wife and all the men's work that I had done uh, put me in a place where I could successfully do that. Wow. So, so I, I'm so it's a weird glad, story, right? Yeah. Well, no, not weird. It's amazing. And, yeah. and I'm glad that I asked that question because that wasn't something we scripted ahead of time because that's news. To, that's new to me. I didn't know your entire transition yeah. and how you got here. Yeah. But literally within our first session working together, we both had a connection on men's work. Yeah, um, we did. The, the journey that I went on, the journey that you've been on in men's work, still developing your men's work and your men's groups that you have. Mm -hmm. And for me, the same experience. You know, my, my organization, I've, I've talked about it before on this podcast, was Sacred Sons. Mm -hmm. And that was transformational for me, for my relationship, for my son now who's part of the process. Right. And it just opened up a whole different perspective that I never knew was there. Yeah. And the ability to connect with my heart was what, probably the best thing I would define. Yeah, Is how to connect sure. with my heart. And so... Hearing your story and be able to transition from where you, wherever you were at in a different career into this full time, it's amazing to hear that story. So I appreciate you sharing that with me. So yeah, yeah, yeah. It's interesting because I think you know there's and a lot of my like the philosophy I put in the book and and I'm working on a new book. I'm, the working title right now is a pound of flesh. You know, and um, uh, the idea that that no man is free until the world exacts that pound of flesh. You have to do the work. Uh, uh, you have to earn your freedom. Absolutely. And um, but uh, again, these two trains are running side by side in my life. You know, there's the there's what I'm going to call the trauma informed version of who I am, and then there's this soul, this push, this something inside of you that wants to come out, and it, you can ignore it all you want, mm -hmm. uh, and 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 just completely surrender to the more trauma informed version of who you are, um, which a lot of people do. But this was so strong in me, and it, it felt like this this was the secret. I, I needed to allow one to fade away so that the other would emerge. Um, and really, I think that that's what this next book is going to be about. Wow. I can't wait. And I, I love the title. I mean, we, we talked about it already this past week, yeah. so I, and it may change, I know, but I love that title. Because I think that there's a lot of truth in that, not only for us as men, but as, as a society. Sure. That we want to get sometimes to the easy path, mm -hmm. but we don't realize you have to go through some of that tra trauma, that pain. Yeah, absolutely. And, 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 get a, and, and truly give up a pound of flesh sometimes mm -hmm. to see what's on the other side. So yeah. Yeah. Uh, I also just want to kind of reference too, because he, he did mention, I mentioned in the introduction, he does have a book already, best-selling book, Psychology of Me. Yeah, that's, and so, that's the book. Yeah. I don't know. You want to show, yeah. show Awesome. So you can see camera? if you're watching us on Spotify, you can actually see it on video. We will make sure and drop it in the show notes. And I'm like sure that he lets us know where we can find that. It's a phenomenal book. I've actually read through it. Yeah. I'm going through it again. So, and I can't wait for your next book. So, but I appreciate you sharing all that backstory with me because I think that's a good place for us to start on really because of what I, I want to discuss today. Yeah. And it really came up in just getting to know you. And I I'm, have no shame in saying, you know, I go to therapy. I think it's an important part of the process for my life. Mm -hmm. And I specifically found you because I wanted to look at hypnosis and hypnotherapy as a new outlet right. I've never tried before. Sure. And it's been remarkable, even for me in the early stages, um, just and some things that I wanted to work through. Mm -hmm. um, but I think there was just a connection. You know, I think spirit brought us together in a divine way. Yeah, just, I agree with you, man. <laughs> just, just knowing the work that you do, where, where your passion lies. And and really the topic that came up for me and when I thought about, hey, I'd love to introduce you to this podcast, invite you to be a, a guest, is that I just, something resonated with me. And it's been something that's kind of spoke to my heart that I've, I've seen and been looking for in this healing space. And I just don't find it very often. And, and really what I would say is, a lot of times in this healing space, and you can tell me how you feel about this, there's a, kind of a sense of a scarcity mindset. Mm -hmm. That if you're working in this space in any capacity as a healer, a coach, a therapist, whatever it might look like, that because I'm in an act of service, I have to have a sense of scarcity. Mm -hmm. Like abundance is not something I'm allowed to pursue or go after. Yeah. And so I want to kind of talk about that because I think your experience in your life, my experience in my life, we've been able to show that you can still have abundance in some ways mm -hmm. um, and still be in a place where you have a healing, soft heart, and for your community. So right. what, what's your thoughts on that a little bit? Because I know that's kind of where we're going to go today, but what are your thoughts around that scarcity mindset and, and kind of something in this, you know, healing or maybe what people are calling today the woke space or the awakened space where so many people are being awakened today, but yet they're struggling in, in their life, you know, financially or in finding abundance. Sure. Well, you know, it, you shared you shared that we'd probably be talking about that. And, and I appreciate that you did that beforehand because it really kind of got me in the headspace. Like, 
what do I really feel about this? Like, what does that mean to me? And, and it's, it's a question that's asked a lot in, in these industries, you know, sure. when in the, in the self-help, help, uh, healing, you know, uh, and I say industries, but in that, in those mindsets, in that space, in yeah. that space. Sure. and, um, I, it, it keeps coming back to me, honestly, that I don't think that doing this type of work automatically implies that you can't think about money and that you, it, that this is somehow taboo. It all goes back to trauma. It all goes back to this, this, this trauma informed way of being. I, I was fortunate. I was brought up in a home where money wasn't really talked about like that, mm-hmm. you know, and success and, and wealth. Uh, so I always have had the kind of mindset where, oh yeah, well, of course it's going to happen. There was just never a doubt in my mind. And it's not like my father set me up for success. My father at 18 said, you're out, you know? And by the time I was uh, 19, I was married. By the time I was 20, I had my first kid, you know? So it, I, I was figuring it out like everybody else, but there was always this sense of like knowing that, oh, of course it'll be fine. Why, why wouldn't it be? So I, I didn't have that. And I think that that's a, that plays a big part. Again, it, and when I use the word trauma, I'm not talking about a traumatic event. Uh, you know, there are some very traumatic events that, that, that scar us. But I'm talking about the day-to-day trauma. You know, I think that we're born into this world. Uh, and all of it's available. All of it. Mm-hmm. You know, there's, there's wealth and there's... And, 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 and there's the poverty mindset and there's beauty and there's there's this what we call ugly but they're all just ways of being they're just experiences you know Mm -hmm. and i think that based off of the trauma or what we've experienced from in vitro to you know the first very formative years really kind of sets a program in there Mm -hmm. you know in our minds and um the just because you all of a sudden wake up and go oh i you know this is important and i and i need to become uh you know more more of a healer well that mindset hasn't changed just because you've had an awakening you still have the trauma to deal with it doesn't just go away and it's almost like people think oh i read a book or i i had this experience or i saw a guru and all of a sudden it's gone you know mm-hmm. it doesn't work like that you have to do the work. It's it's that pound of flesh that we were talking about sure. earlier. And um, I know, like, for example, one of the other questions that you wanted to address, like, what, what does that mean to be awakened? And it, again, it's not a thing that happens in my perspective. I mean, I think it can happen. There are obviously people that are just born that way or people that, ha- that wake up suddenly. Um, but when you even think about, like, Jesus, you know, who had this profound understanding and awakening or the Buddha, you know, they had this, this moment where there was the, the seed of the awakening and all of a sudden you're, there's a, a shift in mind. And then you start asking better questions and that's the, the, it's an awakening process. I don't know that we ever completely become awakened. Okay. I got, I got to pause there because that was, that was profound to me. Okay. So, I, cause I want to dig a little bit deeper cause when, and I've never heard it that way. So in thinking about like a Buddha or Jesus, that there was this seed, right? This mm-hmm. opening seed that just started to open up. Sure. And if I'm saying the way you explain it, right, a seed of awakening, but it's just an opening to the awakening process. Yes. Because I, I think about that in my, for myself. And again, going back to kind of hearing what you're saying here, my perspective in growing up was different. I didn't grow up necessarily impoverished, but I didn't have abundance by any means. Mm-hmm. You know, I was in a family that struggled paycheck to paycheck, bounce checks here and there. I knew that growing up. So for me, as I became an adult, I wanted the opposite. Mm-hmm. So that was my motivation. Then that was the trauma. That was the trauma for me. So I yeah. wanted the opposite of that. So I've strived my entire life to pursue more. Mm. And so later in life, as I get to now understand what you're explaining, I had that seed of awakening. And I feel like that it's not, I'm not fully awakened. I don't know that I ever will be but I became a process. Yeah. So I think that's extremely profound for someone that's listening to say, okay, wh- when was that seed of awakening if you've experienced it or are you in the process now? Right. Because, and I asked that question not knowing the answer either. When I wrote yeah. it down, so what does that mean to be awakened uh, and be woke or whatever this new verbiage is that we use in society today? 
And for me, it feels like I've been in that process. Mm -hmm. And that's literally how this podcast came to birth. That's how the center came to birth that my wife and I have put together. It was all the calling on our heart. And we really don't even know where it's headed or where it's going. You know, right. what's, what's the end path of this this podcast message that we have out today or or the center that we put out for the community? Because it's a process. Yeah. And I think sometimes that's the way you spoke about it, that it's a seed of awakening, but there's still some trauma and the process and the work still has to happen. Yeah. You don't just get to be awakened and move on, right? Yeah. It's not like all of a sudden you become this beautiful flower. You, you The seed cracks and it's got to work its way through the soil. It's got to make its, find its own path, its own way. You know, and I think, I think in the, in the DNA of the seed is the possibility that it might become an oak. It might, you know, or whatever, whatever it exists in, or it might become this type of a flower. So there's kind of a push towards that, but what, what will the flower ultimately be, you know, and, or what will, will that tree actually germinate and will it actually come into fruition? So, and I think, you know, it's almost like the big bang. You know, I, I like to think of it that way, that there's that there's a big bang within our consciousness, but it's a tiny little pin, yeah, like you could hear a pin drop. You know, it's it's we call it big bang. You want to experience it as massive, but I don't think it, it really it's that that little twinkle. It's a little something, and then all of a sudden the seed grows. And I don't know that it has a destination. I don't know that the universe has a destination. But there's definitely within that DNA, this process, yeah. the universe perhaps is becoming, you and I are a becoming. So it's yeah. more, more about, there's not a destination as much as maybe this awakening is the opening to the path. Just the path. Right. And, yeah. there, and, and we become on a, on maybe a new path or we just start to understand our path mm -hmm. and there isn't a destination. Yeah. So that, that's completely profound. I, I think that's a good way to understand it. I've never asked that even, I don't think anybody's asked me that question. I wanted to ask it of you because I feel like I've been awakened in these last couple of years, mm -hmm. um, just in experiences, doing the men's work, the different things I did. Things yeah. just have a different meaning now. Yeah. I still strive in my business. I, I still want to be successful in my business. My family is important. But it's like there's a deeper meaning behind everything now. Mm -hmm. And I can't quite figure out what's the end result. Maybe you're right. There is no end result as much as, much as there's a new path to pursue. Right. Wow. And I think if it, I think going back to your original question when we were talking about, about abundance, you know, or, or this kind of deficit mindset, that's the trauma. That's part of the stuff that we need to work through. But the, the awakening starts to go in through all of those other areas. And I think that as a, a eventually where we get to is none of it's really real anyway. Mm -hmm. You know, it's just an experience. And I think when we become more and more awake, we start to realize, oh, I can choose to see that or I can choose to see that. I I'll give you an example. Okay. Okay. So I was having coffee with my nephew who is a very deep thinker, deep feeler. I mean, just a great man. I, I you know, young, young man. So I see a great trajectory for him. Um, and he used this analogy yesterday, which I thought was beautiful, on a rose bush. We're going to go back to flowers. Okay. Uh, he was saying that uh, with, uh, within this bush, you know, two flowers emerge. They're both red roses, right? And our programming, our, our trauma, our ideology, the, the, what makes you, John, what makes me, me, informs how we see that. And our minds, based off of maybe something that your mother said, oh, look, at that's a beautiful rose. That was your definition of a beautiful rose. Um, or society, or maybe it was both, you know? And But we have this idea of what a beautiful rose looks like. And then we compare it to the other rose. Oh, that rose is not as beautiful as this rose. This is the more beautiful rose. But it's a choice. You can choose to see the other rose just as beautiful. Why isn't it? It's some construct that we have. And I think that the construct relates to all of this stuff, you know, that mm -hmm. there's a choice and that there is no reality around it. So why not choose the thing that works best for you, for where you are at this point in your life? Why not choose an abundance mindset? You know, you can choose to see an ugly rose or you can just choose to see, oh, there's an expression of that bush. You know, yeah, yeah. Is that too? Is that too woo woo? No, no. I, I don't think there's anything that's too woo woo. But I understand that completely. And so it's like, and the way I hear that, because I'm thinking about as we get keep on this topic of abundance, and especially in this space, maybe you could call it, like I said, the awakened space, is the woke space, or this new healing space mm -hmm. that I think is so important for our world today. 
you know, I, I shared with somebody and I had an experience with somebody that was a tremendous person in men's work, you know, mm. really opened up things in me I didn't even know were available. Right. And as, as a way to support this person, I also knew he was a person struggling financially, mm. uh, you know, ha having a hard time. And, and again, extremely happy person, wasn't mm. miserable because of it. But I had a deep conversation with him and I was talking about, you know, what is it about? And we were trying to dig into it. And it's really, it came to, there's a fear of money mm. that if I have money, then I, maybe I'm gonna become quote unquote a bad person, mm. or if I'm in pursuit of material items. Yeah. And so my, my feedback was, and I'd love to hear your, your perspective on this, is that I shared with him, I said, well, doesn't everything come from source? You know, whatever that is for you, if that's God energy, if that's spirit, whatever that the is. Universe, whatever. Yeah, whatever that is for you. For me, it's mm -hmm. God. And if don't you believe that God will want the best for you? Mm -hmm. And so my perspective is, if you're in abundance and you're working towards abundance, don't you have more to give? Mm -hmm. And when you're not in abundance, you're not giving your full. You're not giving your full potential. Mm. If you're limiting yourself because you don't believe that you could have, and again, it doesn't have to be financial. It could be everything. It could be your health. It could be your relationships. But abundance in all areas. But if you also want to serve others, if you're not in abundance yourself, are you truly giving the best of yourself to those people that you serve? Right. So, you know, that's kind of my perspective on it. Uh, again, I could be wrong, but yeah. that's kind of how I feel about it. That if, I, if I'm not in abundance, kind of that, that, that analogy that if your cup's not overflowing, you have nothing to give. Mm -hmm. If you've got a half empty cup, you have nothing to give. Right. And so I look at people that are in this space and they do remarkable work. I mean, they, they've transformed parts of me that I didn't even know were possible. Mm -hmm. And yet they go home to their life and I see them struggling. Right. And I feel like, hey, if you're struggling, that's a piece that you're bringing into your work that maybe you're not able to give your full. Mm. So I'd love to hear kind of your perspective on that and kind of what you've seen in that in that area. You know, John, I think you have such a great perspective on it. And, and I agree. You know, I think you can't give away what you don't have. Right. Mm -hmm. um, and, and that's just where that individual is at. I mean, that really kind of just shows, oh, okay, I need to ha do some more work in this because there's, again, it's 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 around this trauma, this I don't want to become this, I don't want to become that. But how do you know what you want to become? You know, like, I, again, the universe is unfolding. We don't know it. You are unfolding. How do you know where the what the end goal is? You know, I don't know. It's 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 a process of becoming. You know, so I, I just kind of feel like you're absolutely right. It, again, I, 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 what's coming up for me is the universe doesn't really care. I don't think the universe wants you to be rich or wants you to be poor. I don't think it wants you to be affluent or, uh, you know, good looking or I don't think the universe sees things like that. Mm -hmm. um, I think these are all, again, constructs uh, that we have like, oh, this is rich. This is good. This is a positive. Well, is it? Does it have to be? It's just a thing. It's a way of experiencing the world, experiencing yourself in that world. Um, but you can make simply make the choice. I want to experience this. I want to have that that kind of. It's just open, and the universe is it, it will continue to supply more and more of whatever wherever you put your attention. It's like putting the attention on that rose. Where are you putting it? On that rose or that rose? On the bush or all of it? Mm -hmm. You know, and. Um, I don't. I don't know if that answered the question, but well, I, I think I think we're what we found is we're on the same page, and, and absolutely, I, and I think that there's a big piece of that. And so, like for, I'll use you and I as an example. Okay. So when I sought you out and I was looking for help, uh -huh. you know, I wanted therapy, I wanted help, and for whatever those issues are, you know, everybody's issues are different, mine are different. That's not something we talk about here. That's it's between us. It's confidential, but more importantly, there was an exchange, mm -hmm. and it wasn't like I came to you and I and you offered me your service and you and you said, okay, well, John, just pay me whatever you want. Mm -hmm. You knew your value. And what I find a lot of times in this space, and it's, again, it's nothing against anybody, but they'll say, come, come experience, maybe it's a sound bath, or maybe it's a healing, or maybe it's a, mm -hmm. uh, some type of uh, healing art, let's mm -hmm. just say, come and give me a donation or whatever you feel comfortable with. Right. And I, and I, and I challenge, I'm challenged with that person because I say, well, if you don't know your value, how do you expect people to give you your value? Mm -hmm. And so I think about, you know, the experience I had with you, you are a profound healer in what you do. I've already found that in just my early processing with you. But there's a value exchange. You knew your value, yeah, and you you required that value of me, and I and because I knew that, I was willing to come forward with that and, and to pay for that value. Yeah. But so many people in the space, they don't want to determine what their value is, mm -hmm. and I think that that's actually a disadvantage to not only them, but it's also a disadvantage to the people they serve. I agree. And so that's that was a dynamic that came up in just my interaction with you because quite simply, and we hit it off right from the beginning. Yeah. You know, I, 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 there's not many therapists I go to. I'm giving them a hug after my first session. Right? Yeah. It's just not yeah. the process was, and we were connected. But there's still an exchange because you're offering me a service and I'm getting a value. Mm -hmm. 
But had you just told me, hey, just give me donation only, I'd be like, well, you know, maybe Pierre's not as valuable as I think he is because he doesn't value himself. Mm -hmm. And that's the way I process. And again, I probably think in a lot more of a business mindset, but as I become more and more awakened and on this new process, I feel like knowing your value is important. Yeah. So, you know, what do you hear from that? And can, you know, is that something you've seen yourself and kind of, because I know you're around a lot of different spaces in this, in this area. Yeah. The, I, I think the best way I've ever heard it put was everything is an exchange of energy. You know, whether we're fighting or whether you're making love or whether you're, we're doing business, you know, whatever that is, there's an exchange of energy. If you had come to me and said, said, look, let's do, let's do a different type of an exchange of, of energy, you know, and, and there was something there that I felt was equal to what I was bringing. We might've made a different deal, you know? Um, but I, but I agree with you. The bottom line still has to be the same. Like I'm, it's almost like, you know, I, I, uh, it's, it's kind of a, a spiritual psycho spiritual bartering, you know, <laughs> yeah. uh, 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 I'm not going to give you a Buffalo, uh, a Buffalo jacket and you're going to give me two beads uh, that the, the, the exchange doesn't feel amicable, you know, mm -hmm. it, it doesn't feel, it doesn't feel weighty enough. Um, but I think that, that if I say, I'm going to give you this beautiful drum and you're going to give me, and you put your love and heart and soul into it. And I put my love and heart and soul into this bearskin jacket or whatever it is. Um, there's, there's an equitable exchange. And I think that that's really what it's about. Yeah. And, and as you raise your vibration, as you pour more love and attention, pour more of who you are at that deepest level into what you're doing, you're looking for that back. You know, I mean, it's like we're, we're not having a conversation right now about trees or I don't know anything else. We're having a conversation about what it means to be human. And we're having a, this kind of this energetic spiritual exchange. Uh, and the reason I'm here is because we're meeting each other at that level. Yeah. You know? Yes. Um, well, I think that that's, that's an important piece in this. It's, 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 that it's an equitable exchange, but it's more about it's the energetic exchange. It is the energetic. Right? We can talk about it as being a financial exchange. We could talk about it in any different way, but right. it's the energetic exchange. And I see so much in this space. Why this was such an important issue for me to talk about is that I see so many people in this space. Mm -hmm. The more and more I get involved in it, where they will do tremendous work. Mm -hmm. And I watch their audience leave, or me even leave if I'm part of the audience, and I transform. I've gained so much from it. Mm -hmm. And they, because they didn't understand their value or share that, the exchange wasn't even. Right. I walked away with a lot more value than they did. Mm -hmm. They dedicated their time, their energy, their commitment, and they're still they're going home and like transforming people's lives, but didn't get a chance to transform themselves mm -hmm. and whatever that looked like. Right. And so it's again, I think as you talked on, it's there's there's, there's trauma there probably for yeah. all of us that still has to be worked through. Yeah, for sure. But I look at that and say. As our society, I believe, needs more and more of these people to to get that seed of awakening, mm -hmm. right? The world needs to change. We all can agree on that. Yeah, for sure. And, and there's a different calling for help in different ways than we've ever known before, mm -hmm. be it either in, in, in the healing worlds, in the therapy worlds, in the coach worlds, whatever that might look like. Mm -hmm. But if there's not an even exchange, I feel like there's this imbalance. And so, so many people end up struggling to continue in that path where, you know, like for you, you were able to jump completely into this career and say, this is all I'm going to do. And, but I've seen so many people like that's what they want to do, but they haven't determined their value yet. Mm -hmm. So they're working their other jobs or doing their things, but really their passion is I want to be in this healing full time. Right. But they haven't quite figured out that that exchange. And so that's I'd love to speak about that because I'd love to hear your perspective as somebody in this space to say, hey, I've been able to make this transition, do this full time. And again, it could be part because you had a successful career before, but you still had to make a conscious choice to say, this is where I'm going. This is what I'm going to do. And, and I'm going to be fully committed to it. So I'd love yeah. to kind of hear your perspective for somebody that may be listening in our audience says, hey, this is me. I'm in this healing space and I have been struggling. I can't break through. Right. This I know that I'm in the right path, but I'm tired of struggling. Yeah. I'm tired of having this scarcity mindset. What can I do differently? You know, a couple of things are coming up for me as you're talking. Um, one of the things that that is that for a lot of people that enter into this space, they feel that, that like there's a separation between spirit, soul, the, the, this higher vibration work, right? And the real world. You know, <laughs> like there's this separation between the two. In my mind, there is absolutely no separation. There, All of it, all of it is spiritual work. Even the guy who is completely unawakened uh, and, you know, doing whatever he's doing, you know, having criminal activity, you know, it's still spiritual work. 
it, but it's because the universe is evolving and and it's evolving through us and through our through experimentation and where this is going to go so there is no separation money is not a dirty thing that or success or any of that none of that is dirty worldly it's all spiritual you know so and i think i think that for me that makes a big difference there's not a, there's nothing dirty about it you know it it's part of the the journey i was put on this planet to experience being me in these environments having this and doing all of that it's a it's a physical world but it's not separate from this the, the universe mm -hmm. you know yeah it's still subject to the same laws and rules and all of it so it's like i i i was had and thank you for sending this to me but i had the opportunity to see some of the other uh, uh, podcasts that you and your lovely wife did and um uh, and i i love that you guys hit on that like it, it, you brought i think it was you that brought up the question that that about about these about I don't want to misquote you, but I think you were, and please clean me up if this sure, is no not problem. right. But I think it was something like, like the like a phony spiritual spirituality or this pretending spirituality, you know, like oh I'm I'm a spiritual person and I wear my beads and I wear my hair in a knot and you know it's very kind of woo woo y, you know it's like I have to take on this character this role. Well, says who? Mm -hmm. Why does it have to look like that? I have to be impoverished. I can't have anything. Well, it says who? Yeah. Again, this is a construct. It's not real. This is a very spiritual thing that we're doing in your lovely office. We both have our jackets on. It doesn't make us less spiritual. Yeah. You know what I'm no, saying? I, I think that that's a perfect spot. I want to pause right there, Pierre, because I think that is extremely profound that there it's not an image. And, and what I think about when you talk about the universe or source or God, whatever it is, he wants us to have all of it. Sure. And again, I don't think that money is dirty or success is dirty or good looks are dirty, any of those no. things. He wants us to experience all of that. Yeah. Or he or she, or however you look at that energy right. and that source and that, and I think that's an important piece that we talk about there. And there is no, and I, and I, I can't even remember exactly what I said, but I know I've talked on that subject. It's that. Right. We feel like we have to step into a role if we want to be a healer mm -hmm. versus how about I just be who I am and I share my gifts this way. And heal from there. And heal from there. Yeah. Perfect. That's a perfect way to say it because yeah. that was where, you know, for me, why I was drawn to you so much, not, and again, things happen very, I just believe it's very divine. Mm -hmm. I mean, I could have, I could land up with anybody. Mm -hmm. All I knew when I was searching you out is I said, I wanted to do hypnotherapy right? because it's something I never experienced before. But how I found you was all divine. I mean, I, I just went online, but I found you, found your name, and I just said, this is, just felt right. There yeah. was a spiritual energetic exchange without mm -hmm. even knowing you yet. Yeah. And so that's why we're here today. And, and again, for people who are listening, like, these guys probably known each other for a long time. We've probably known each other a month and a half. Yeah. yeah. It's been yeah. a short amount of time, yeah. but we connected very quickly because there was an energetic exchange. But I wasn't, I wasn't looking for, a per se, an image. But it was that you came across as confident, successful. You were tapped into your masculine energy, which is something I needed for myself to connect to. Mm -hmm. And it didn't matter what you look like. Right. You could have had beads. You could have been. And again, you look you look great today, right? But we also go into a session where you're barefoot and in torn jeans, right? Yeah. There's all, there's all perspectives of who you are, but you are who you are. Mm -hmm. And I think that's an important piece for people that are listening to this and get this message that be who you are. It doesn't mean that you have to be a certain image if you want to be in this quote unquote awakened space or healing space mm -hmm. that you could be who you are. And if that shows out in what the world would define as abundance, so be it. Right. Because for me, that that's what draws me in. I want to be around people that exude abundance in all areas of their life. Yeah. You know, it, it, again, as you're talking, I love that we have this exchange because you're such a profound thinker and, you're, and you, you bring up things in me that I go, I have to think about that. <laughs> And, and it it brings me right back to what we were talking about when I first started doing the men's work, that there was a period of time, there was this aha moment where everything my father had taught me about being, what it meant to be a man and around the energy and the thoughts and the ideas that I had that, that were shamed. And I'm not, I'm not blaming him. He came from his trauma and his generation and he had his stuff and he was giving me the very best stuff and he his, had and his constructs that he had and he yeah it was the best he had to offer and and god bless him he's gone now but you know i'm very thankful i had the man that i had as my father but what he shared with me what he was what he imprinted in me 
was not true. And I believed it was, mm. you know, and the, the, what people think about money or success or how a therapist sh should look or how a broker should look. It's a construct. It's not real. It is an idea that lives out there and you can buy into it, but you don't have to, mm -hmm. you know, and, and what really where my life began to change is when I rejected that and said, I'm going to do what I do. I'm going to just show up. I'm going to take a risk and I'm going to go up and I'm going to give that man a hug because he's all kinds of fucked up right now, yeah. you know? And, um, and that's it. Cause it, it's something inside of me said, that's where I needed to go. Right. Mm -hmm. So I started healing from there. That's what it looked like. It didn't look, I didn't, so it, it, all the other stuff didn't matter. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Like you get, you know, so there's, I think that that's, that to me is like a really big takeaway. Success, wealth, abundance, whatever you might think, or they, somebody, whoever might think that it looks like doesn't have to look like that. Yeah. Well, I, th I think that you, you hit on a perfect point because I think most, and especially I speak to our, ma our male audience and our men audience, yeah. is that there is such a, a patriarchy, right? That mm -hmm. that was always designed there. Like, you know, I love my father. He's still alive. He's 85 years old. Mm -hmm. But he his constructs were his constructs. And sure. what he grew up with is what he grew up with. I didn't have to believe that was true. Mm -hmm. But again, I had to work through that process. Yeah. Because, you know, he's he still probably to this day believes that money is not a good thing. He's never had wealth. Mm -hmm. He's done well but never been wealthy by, by society's definition. Yeah. So understand that, but he's extremely proud of me as his son because mm -hmm. I went a different path. Yeah. Because he, he wanted me to find out my own path, my own constructs. Mm -hmm. And I think so many people, especially as I've been doing around men's work, there's so many people stuck in the constructs of what it means to be a quote unquote male mm -hmm. from what society has told us, mm -hmm. where it's really, you know, those, those are at a time where we should be starting to question. I yeah. believe completely question it. And so, Success can look different for everybody, but I think all of us have the ability and source wants us to have success, mm -hmm. whatever that looks like for us. For sure. Could be, could be financial, could be relational, it could be health, it could be all of them. Mm -hmm. I don't think that we're designed to struggle. Mm -hmm. Even if we think we have to struggle so that people think that we're more enlightened mm -hmm. or more awakened because we show an image of struggle. Right. Like, I think it's, and again, I'll use an analogy, like Mother Teresa was a perfect sign of, of healing and, and love. But she took a vow of poverty in what she did, but it didn't have to be that way. Sure. If she'd, have, if she'd have been extremely wealthy and abundant and still did the same work, we probably would still have the same reverence for her we do today. Uh, absolutely. And so I think that's what people forget. And, and who knows? Who knows how that would have played out had she made a different choice? Perhaps she could, if she had an affluent mindset, maybe there could have been churches and and organizations and things like that that she could have created from that that space you know, and as impactful as she was, and and as thankful as I think we all are for having her, had her here, there might have been more work there. There might have been more to give. Mm -hmm. You know, so we'll never know. Yeah, we'll never know. Yeah. Well, I think, you, and you talked about that again. It goes back to I think your conversation about saying there is really no end destination. Yeah. Right. There could have been that could have been a different path. That just happened to be the path she chose. But there could have been multiple paths. There could have been that she could have went out, and all of us could go that way. Yeah. And so I think that that's a good place to kind of segue as we kind of start to think about wrapping this up. Although I'm having a great time doing it. Oh my God! Is it that time already? <laughs> it goes by so fast. It's like when we spend time together having our other conversations. It's like I looked down at my watch. I'm like, oh my god, how that hour just zip by? Yeah, it goes by so fast. Yeah, but I, I think that that's a good way to think about it. That if you're on a path today, you know, if you're somebody listening, I think about this for myself. I'm on a path today. Oh, I have to stay on this path. Mm -hmm. Absolutely not. There's so many different paths right. because there is no end destination. Yeah. But if you're on a path that is lack, impoverishment, scarcity. Mm -hmm. That's only one option. Yeah, it is. Right? There's other options. Mm -hmm. And you have an option for a path of abundance and more and bliss and all those different things. And there could be a, a crossroad between all of them. Right. But I think so, you know, as, as I think about this message, and, and again, we, we talked before we came in, let's just see where spirit leads us today. I think it's right. definitely done that for us today. But it's that there's so many different ways to get there. It's just a matter of changing the constructs and the mindset that we have around, okay, does it have to look a certain way? And it doesn't. Yeah. So that's kind of what's coming up for me. And again, we talked about before we came in, it's just something that resonated with me. Now. We, we both talked about that we're in jeans, you know, we have a, our jackets on today, but both of us got rid of all of our ties. Yeah. That image 
you know, of the guy that had to, that was quote unquote successful had to have a tie. Yeah. I got rid of all but one tie. You know, if I ever have to go to a funeral, I wanted to have a tie. I mean, right. that's literally the only reason I saved one. But you know, it's just a different way. But I still feel successful in who I am, even though my image may look different than somebody else in the same field as me. Mm -hmm. That's quote unquote successful. I'm just chose, choosing to be who I am. Right. And I think that that's an important message. And again, that's that's why I was so drawn to you because that's you come off with this, this energy of confidence and strength, but you're not what society would say is the typical healer or therapist looks like. Yeah. So. <laughs> Thank God. <laughs> I don't know what that is. That, that was a joke. Yeah. You know, but yeah. But again, that's because that's that's the impression that I think our world has put out there, that there has to be a certain look and to mm -hmm. hear it from your perspective that it's a, it's a choice. Mm-hmm. And that you could still have that path. So, sure. so I'll, I'll turn over to you. Anything else? I'm going to kind of go through my notes, make sure we didn't miss anything. But I'm having such a good time. So, yeah, me too. Um, God, I feel like that last little little bit really helped to put a bow on it. You know, I think that you nailed it. This is that. I, I think if I were going to say, you know, this is what I want people to take away from this conversation, is that it's a it's kind of a smorgasbord. Smorgas? Yeah, that's it. Smorgasbord. Yeah. Smorgas. Yeah. Uh, it's. You know, you can, you can, the universe is okay with you being a rich guru, you know, or being a poor banker, you know, it, it, it I don't think the universe, it's exploring, well, what does a poor banker look like? You know, what does a rich guru look like? You know, it, I think it's all okay that those two things don't have to be at odds or they don't have to be together either. They can, we, we can create that. Mm-hmm. I mean, isn't that the, the cool thing? It's like, and where we put our attention, like if I choose, world is a beautiful place. People are amazing. You know, flowers are beautiful. You know, if I choose to see those things instead of, because it's my choice, like right now as where I stand, if I want to say awakened, I choose it, not my trauma. Mm. You know, and I think that that's often we're choosing from trauma yeah. and, and, or programming or conditioning, whatever you want to call it. It's the same thing. Yeah. And that's not what we're here for. We're here to be free. Yeah. Wow. That's, that's so, 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 um, impactful. And I think about, you know, for me, as we talked about this conversation, what keep kept, kept, kept coming, coming up for me today is that it's all an energy exchange. Mm -hmm. And I think that's a dynamic for me that I share is that, you know, yes, I've been blessed that I have a financially abundant life. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't mean I don't work hard for it. I have a financially abundant life. But for me, money is not a piece of paper or a credit card or plastic. It's, it's energy. Mm -hmm. And I think that's what you touched on. That I think it's so important that everything is an energetic energy exchange or an energetic exchange. Yeah. So if you're sharing your skills and your passion and your love through your art, be it healing, counseling, for me, it's insurance. If you're sharing that passion, you're sharing an energy mm -hmm. and you can receive that back in energy. And one form of energy could be financial, sure. could be money, but money is not anything more than energy like anything else in this world. Right. Love is an energy. Passion is an energy. Money is an energy. Mm -hmm. And so as I think about the people that are listening to this saying, if you feel very confident that what you're sharing energetically through your skill, your ability, your passion mm -hmm. is worth something to the world then understand that you have the ability to accept something in return of equal or more beneficial energetic exchange. Mm -hmm. That could be financial. That's kind of what we talked about a lot about it here in a scarcity mindset, mm -hmm. but it could be any exchange, right? It could be any exchange. Right? You and I, you just said it. You and I could have come together and say, hey, I want to be able to work with you. I want to help you in your healing journey on, on your path. And we're going to exchange, hey, I love that you do instruments and we'll exchange instruments or we'll exchange whatever you know, consulting, is. whatever that is. Yeah. For us, it was a financial exchange, which I was okay with because I knew your value. You understood my value in the inner, in the exchange. Right. And that's what I think is so impactful when we mm -hmm. talk to the process. Yeah. Because I think ultimately God wants us to be in abundance. Yeah. The universe wants us to be in abundance, all of us. Mm -hmm. And so if we can impart on somebody else, our wisdom, our passion, our joy, that helps them to be more abundance. Mm -hmm. And what can they give us to return to help us be more abundant? Does that right. make sense? Yeah, I do. I, yeah, it makes perfect sense. Yeah. So, yeah. so that's kind of what's coming up for me. You know, again, I, I, as we'll we'll start to wrap up here, I want to first off thank you for Pierre for coming in on a Saturday yeah. and taking time to meet with me. This was definitely worth the time for me to just spend some time with you. Um, for anybody that's listening today, um, you did mention your book. He has a book out Amazon. Can they find you on Amazon? Yeah. This is this is actually on Amazon. The okay. Psychology of Me. 
the psychology me you could find it on Amazon. We'll make sure and put make sure it's in the show notes. But if somebody just felt called today, you know, they heard you, they, they they felt like there was an energetic exchange with you, and they wanted to do work with you. How's the best way for them to find you, and if they wanted to do some work with you? Well, I think the best way to start would be to go online and just check me out at my at. Um, uh, PierreBradour.com. It's P-I-E-R-R-E for those of you that that, that are unfamiliar with those, those Frenchies, but uh, B-R-O-D-E-U-R uh, dot com. Okay. And my website has got all kinds of, you know, the stuff, but it, it gives you a little introduction and through that you can make appointments, contact me, you know. Um, I like it when people, there's a like a, a chat feature in there and people will say, you know, hey, I'm struggling with this or I'd like to have more of this. Um and we can have a bit of a conversation beforehand, even if it's just typed. Uh, it really gives them an opportunity to feel, feel, feel me, feel me out, fill me. <laughs> That's interesting, uh, but yeah, feel me out and see if I'm if I'm a fit for them. But it gives me the opportunity to do that. I mean, I would hate to have somebody come in, spend time, and realize, oh, we're not aligned. I this what they're looking for is not my area. Sure. Um, um, but um, so that's a great way to start. Okay. So again, he dropped his website. We'll make sure it's in the show notes as well. Okay. Um, because, you know, I, I, as again, I'm just speaking, not only I think as you, as somebody's helping me on my journey, but I believe we're building a friendship. Absolutely. And, and what we're doing in this, in the men's workspace together. I know you also mentioned that you have a men's group. Uh, so if you want to share a little about your men's group and some stuff you're doing there. Well, the men's group is an unofficial type okay. of thing. It's not, it's not like there's a, a website for it or any of that. Um, uh, you know, so I'll often periodically will pull men together. Uh, to do some type of a workshop. Sometimes it's a, a weekend thing. Sometimes it's a seven, eight, nine week thing. Uh, so it just kind of depends on what what comes what comes together. Yeah, what, what, how it comes together. Okay. You know, I often you know will, will partner with other uh, body healers or, or healers in different, in different areas. Like I do a lot of work with women, women's groups as well, where I hold the space for, for them to go through their healing process as, as a, as a masculine in their life, you know, there's often trauma around that. So, um, so I do that as well. So, you know, my, my clientele's males, females, but almost always exclusively adults. Um, uh, but, uh, yeah. Okay. Well, I appreciate you again being here today. I think this was a profound message. I'm glad we got together because this has been something that's been on my mind for a long time. And as Jeanette and I on this podcast just decided to bring more and more guests in, I knew from my first guest, this was a topic I wanted to cover um, because I just think it's so important, you know, yeah, how, how we sure. help each other in this space and just not just in this space, but in the world in general mm -hmm. to understand that we're all entitled to abundance. Sure. And that's something that the spirit source God wants us all to have. Mm -hmm. And, and we're only able to give our best when we're in abundance ourselves. Mm -hmm. So if you're listening today, again, I always remind everybody, if you're listening and you're not watching this on podcast, on uh, Spotify, you can see us on video. We have video here on. And so we're also on YouTube. Check us out there. Um, again, Pierre, thank you for coming out today, spending my, some time my, with me. My pleasure. Thank you. Absolutely. So uh, till next time, we'll get back with our next episode. More and more guests will be joining us on the podcast. So uh, check out all the show notes down below. If you feel called to connect with Pierre, all of his information will be in the show notes. And again, we always love to have your comments. Make sure you subscribe. And with that, I'll wrap us up. All right, man. Thank, Thank you, buddy. Thank you for being here for another episode of Rising of the Divine podcast. If you are listening to this and you're not on Spotify, be sure to head over to Spotify because you'll be able to see our video where we are recording in our studio and we do air that on Spotify. And one last thing, don't forget to hit follow so you can be alerted every time we air a brand new episode of Rising of the Divine. We look forward to seeing you guys next at our next episode. All right. See you guys.